Hello, it's Julia Gulia alongside my friend and favorite producer, Linnell Zowie. Wowie. Hi, Lynn. Julie! What's up, sister? Hey, quick question for you. Where are you right now? Hi, Lynn. Thank you for asking. I'm in Abu Dhabi. I didn't quite know where Abu Dhabi was. I was like, when they asked me for ESPN, oh, the Special Olympic World Games are in Abu Dhabi. Do you want to cover it? I was like, yes! Where is Abu Dhabi again? Is that in Dubai? No, it's in the United Arab Emirates. Dubai is another city in the United Arab Emirates. We are only an hour from Dubai, and it is phenomenal. Julie, I saw you co-host the opening ceremony. It looked incredible. Let me tell you, that was one of the neatest events I've ever done. Kevin Nagandi, who's a total pro, so makes it very easy. But to see those athletes walk in, and you know this this well, Lynn, because you've covered the Special Olympics, but to see them walk in with a joy and happiness, and they're dancing to the music, and by the end of the parade of, let me tell you, 195 nations, my geography is so much better after this week, they are all dancing together on the stadium floor, <laughs> and and. There was so many times in the middle of the parade, I turned to Kevin and I had this like permanent grin on my face. I was like, I cannot stop smiling. This is the, the world needs more of this. We need to see um, the joy that they bring to what they're doing. And, and of course, all these athletes with intellectual disabilities who are now belonging to a team where they were perhaps isolated before is just one of the neatest events, as you know. Special Olympic stories are my absolute favorite to do. You and I have actually done several together, and I was lucky enough to work the World Games back in 2015. How has it been so far? It's been amazing. I feel really fortunate to be able to cover it. Like I feel lucky to be here. So that is the perfect segue to someone else I feel blessed to have in my life. Uh, and that is the great Carrie Walsh Jennings. And Carrie, as you all know, is a five-time Olympian. Yes, five-time Olympian. She's actually going and trying to get to her six Olympics, which we'll talk a lot about. She has three Olympic gold medals in beach volleyball, a bronze medal from the Rio Games. She's the mother of three adorable kids. All the while... She's launching a new volleyball tour with her husband called P1440. And she did that after parting ways, actually, with the AVP tour, which we'll also talk about. And full disclosure, this actually was a test pod for us because Carrie, bless her soul, was kind enough to be our guinea pig as we were pitching this to ESPN. And so Lynn and I actually talked to Carrie before the launch of P1440 while we were trying to figure out what we were doing, really, and we still are, let's be clear. So <laughs> Casey, her husband, who's also a professional volleyball player, he joins us for the conversation for a bit, which is so fun. And Carrie is just so inspiring. So get comfortable listening. It's Carrie Walsh Jennings. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's podcast is supported by your financial ally, Ally Bank. Because if you're paying for a service, you wouldn't accept anything less than great, right, Lynn? Absolutely. Things like gyms, personal trainers, physical therapists, uh, shin guards shin in your case. Right? We research everything we until sure we do. find the best. Shouldn't we do the same with our banks? We tend to stay with whatever bank we've had forever, not questioning it, often putting up with subpar service, low rates, but better is out there. Ally knows you deserve better, and their mission is to be just that. Julie, it's in the name. They're an ally for your financial well-being. Get it? With Ally, you'll get interest rates up to 20 times the national average and live customer care. 
And get this, Julie, on average, women, we are paid 20% less than men, and therefore, we really do have to be even smarter about where we put our money. Money means having options to do things like start a business, quit your job, start a family, retire the way you want, or leave a legacy. And when you call Ally, you can chat with a real person 24-7, even on bank holidays, weekends, or during halftime if you need a little financial pep talk. They won't try to confuse you with fancy jargon and you won't get nutmegged by hidden fees. The team at Ally actually cares about doing right by you and your money. And I think as women, we don't talk about this enough, honestly. We should be paying attention to our money and where we put it. It's called money mindfulness. So go to ally.com to find out more. That's A-L-L-Y.com. Ally Bank, member FDIC. So set the scene first. Would you care? With your cute little coffee cup and notes in front of you. Well, we are in Manhattan Beach, California, hanging out with Lynn and Julie, and I'm super pumped to chat about whatever you want to chat about. (laughs) We don't know what Uh, we're going to talk about. Which is awesome. My husband is upstairs. My kids are at school. Even more awesome. No, it's not. Well, don't look too... It is beautiful. That allows you to have a more messier house when it's beautiful. As the day starts to unfold, do you get to that point as a mom? Because I kind of... I might do this where it's like, oh crap, I only have an hour. Oh crap, I only have an hour. <laughs> I gotta go get him. The tension rises in yes, my body. Right. <laughs> and here it comes. <laughs> I know. Man, and, but if you have good use of your time, time management, it could either allow you to feel like you're on vacation every day right. or like in a damn sprint, like ultra marathon yeah, craziness no, every day. I must not have good time management then. Well, you get lots because of Because I stuff feel done. like. <laughs> you're a high achiever and i think high achievers like that pressure too i know right like i'm a procrastinator to my core and i think it's on purpose subconsciously you're what your core procrastinator Uh, because i think that pressure at the end allows me to get through it which is you need that pressure i i don't know if i need it but it's been my like mode of operating for so long i really want to change it because i really you know want to be more deliberate and less like frantic in my life I'd like to slow down, even the way I talk. See, I'm talking slow That's right now. Really this is not going to well last, Julie. You fucking wait. Excuse me, like, are we allowed to? Are we yeah, allowed to we're cuss? allowed to cuss. We can I know we're allowed whenever. to laugh. <laughs> Laughter permitted. <laughs> so, when you were in college, slow and you would have it <laughs> down, Lynn. When you were in college, Carrie, were you the type of person who waited until the last minute to write a paper? Oh my gosh, yes. I did the, everything last minute. A, I never went to class. Because I literally was so afraid to be around geniuses. With schoolwork, certainly I was a procrastinator. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I love my time at Stanford and I love being a student. Not a great student, not a great focuser, but if I have that pressure on me, I can get it done, you know? If I were to do it all over again, I would have gone to class. And I would have just had more courage to speak up. Because in my mm-hmm. mind, everyone, I was surrounded by geniuses, which I probably was. But I felt like I was kind of faking it and, you know, that all my points were super obvious. And so I never said anything when, you know, that's... You know, we don't raise our hand. No, exactly. I know. And I would prepare. Ultimately, my first couple of years, I would be overprepared, go get hives. Like when I was like getting ready to talk, I'd like break out and be all red. And then I wouldn't say a word. 
I mean, so. Do you know I Summer Sanders and I took a public speaking class together at Stanford? No. And I think we both failed it. Did I don't you? think either of us finished that it. That is hilarious. I know. And Fast to this day, we're like, how well. That, how's that possible? I don't know. We were not <laughs> Did very Did you ever good. show up? Mm-hmm. But it was really like structured yeah. and like, it made you think about like, okay, I have to actually have some thoughts on when together you when speech, you give a speech, which is a good principle. <laughs> principles. It's like, that yeah, probably is a good thing to know. Like you should have some thoughts together before you speak. Yeah, that's helpful. Versus well, that's this. why I like doing the conversations with you because you just show up and whatever's happening in the moment, it's amazing. I do not like giving speeches. I like interacting more than talking at you know, and I'm a really big like approval and like, I got to feel your energy. And I feel so often when you give speeches, it's just a lot of people staring at you, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, that's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And then my brain goes lost and are they bored? And what am I saying? And you know, it's kind of a slippery slope. So yeah, it's not my strong suit. I do aspire to get better at it. I took, um, a public speaking course, uh, a summer school because I had to and I'm like I'm just doing oh, summer I was like, school did I you can't do it, it too? Dude, I left I did the first class and oh. I was so shy so anxiety ridden the first um, thing they gave exercise they did in class was stand up say who you are age name your little bio I literally almost passed out <laughs> and I never went back to the class <laughs> So that tells you a little bit about me. Remember what Kara said at the beginning, kids? Go to class. Yeah, oh, no. But I, you know, I cut my losses early there. People would not, I think, have expected you to say that, though, that you're so uncomfortable speaking. It's I would never so have ridiculous. anticipated you saying that. I have a question for you. So I feel like... I'm sorry, Carrie. Why are you asking the questions today? Well, well I <laughs> no, want to learn today. I got my notebook. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going through a period of, like, the past couple years have been a little bit hard the competitor in me, like injuries, getting bronze in Rio, beautiful, but really, really hard. And after that, like set parting ways from my tour, you know, like trying to find myself, like looking at myself, you know, what have I been doing to contribute to certain things, all these things. I'm just like, who am I? Like, I I don't know if I can back up what I say. Right. I don't know how to get out of it. Right. Ah. I, I think that's very normal. And when you realize that, okay, what I'm feeling is okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I think the first thing is, it's like it, with all the success, when you get to a point where you have a little hiccup and now you have a lot of uncertainty in your life. Yeah. I actually think that's what makes you so good. Because I'm super insecure. No, like Mia, <laughs> like a Mia, this. like Mia, yeah. like the thing I always say about Mia, like what made her so good and what you see with like the greats and I would put you in the greats, right? Is there is a level of uncertainty and doubt yeah. that um, you are going to be able to channel into a healthy space, right? I look forward to that. You will. <laughs> yeah. And because then that drives you like no other it's exhausting i know but look Jeez. at what you're well, look at what you've gone through i mean look at yeah. look at I this feel last like year manifested all of this which ultimately yeah will lead me to this beautiful right you know i mean you could have easier you could have easily <laughs> taken the easier path and been like okay i'll play on the avp and uh, we'll get this done but you're charging forward and blazing a new trail yeah and that's never easy which is so exciting super lonely which i didn't think it would be thank goodness for my husband who's on the same mission right but yeah but it's yeah it's really interesting and it's i i knew that i'm approval girl like i like people to like me and like to be on my same team but it um this this thing that i'm going through is hard (laughs) (laughs) there he is thank you wait for the crowd he is 
How are you? Hi. What a beautiful yeah. house you have, have here. Have you met Lynn? Hi, nice to, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I just like okay. your style, babe. You're rocking you. the mic right now? We're rocking we the are. mic. You're part of the podcast. You want to join the party? I can. I have some time, but I don't want to crash the party. Come on, man. You can lean in and talk right here. You're doing all these new things and taking a risk, which I think is super courageous. And so, of course, you're going to have insecurities. I would worry if you didn't have that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just such a believer, and people call me all the time. They're like, you can't be that positive, and, like, that's all bullshit. And I'm like, no, I really think positively. And when there's uncertainty, there's, like, literally unlimited possibility. And that's why this insecurity that I'm going through on a personal level, not just with what we're building or my body or whatever it is, like it sucks. I'm just living here yeah. too long. Like I believe plateaus are really beneficial because yeah. it like you solidify what you've learned, Yeah, but You're like, you can't, can't I, live there. Can I get out of this? Yes. I'm help done with me. this. Yeah. I need help. Man. And it doesn't help will. if you tell me if I'm great, if he tells me I'm great, like I have to yeah. feel but it. You Otherwise will. it's like, oh, it's gotta be coming. It, it's been coming for a while now. It will. And... <laughs> I get so annoyed with people who everything is perfect and great. You know, like when I always tell my husband, it's like, yeah, we're fighting. And that's good because no one's perfect. Like those couples that look perfect, it drives me crazy. They're not perfect. No, not even striving for that. On that topic, something that liberated me so much with my husband in our marriage was our psychologist, Mike Gervais. He's a sports psychologist, but he helped us with our relationship. And he's like, don't be afraid to fight. He's like, that is intimacy. And when you're engaging, Mm -hmm. connecting, he's like, you can't live there Mm -hmm. and don't be nitpicky. But, um, so every day around four or five, we just, (laughs) we're both hangry and tired and hungry. Mike told us it was fine. Where's my sandwich? (laughs) But I thought that was wonderful. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay, so what is it that you guys are doing? It's called P1440. There are 1,440 minutes in a day. How are you spending those minutes? And so this platform that we're building is centered around competition, which will be beach volleyball, health and wellness, personal development, and entertainment. Beach volleyball is at the core, so we will have a beach volleyball tournament, double gender, 24 teams, best in the world. And around it will be like, in my mind, it's like a rad, like badass health and wellness festival around this beach volleyball tournament. Casey and I played on the AVP for over 15 years. That was our home and, you know, we fell out with them um, because of this contract, because of the lack of growth and we believed in better. And ultimately we, we couldn't support that anymore. Every tournament I'd show up and I'd be complaining and I'm like, I got to stop complaining. I either need to do something or just leave. So it's it's, not a job. No, it's a hobby. Every single person that plays has a a job other than give or take one or two players. And she took a big hit. All the things on paper, why Carrie should have signed the contract for four years and been selfish. And one day I came home and said, I'm going to give her the other option. Sign it. Four years. Take everything that you can. Put your whole arms around it. And let all the endorsements and the people that love you and watch you at the Olympics smother you. And let the athletes, you know, watch you get everything because of your accolades and what you've done. And win the prize money and get all the attention and then all the endorsements that you get. And I added it up. And there's a lot of money lost. A lot. She took a huge jump and went out on a plank and is taking a risk. And it's really cool and it should be inspiring to people. Other people think that there's a backdoor check that, oh, what is she getting out of this? Well, a lot of athletes got her endorsements that she lost. She lost endorsements and they basically took what they gave her and spread it out between 15 players. 
So some players are like, I've never seen this kind of money before, you know, you're like. It so reminds me, I think I was telling you this when I saw you at uh, LA 84, of hockey, right? Cami yeah. mm-hmm. Granado yes. 20 years ago. USA Hockey had just won a gold medal in 98, but they were treated terribly. And she and I had been talking a lot and we, the teams knew each other. And we were going through our big fight with our soccer federation. And she tried to get her whole team on board. And at the end... Like, they were splintered, right? Like, mm-hmm. some of the teammates were like, nah, I don't want to give up an Olympics, no. Mm-hmm. And then the coach ended up cutting Cammy, and many in the hockey community say because she was fighting, okay. and basically said, you know, you fight, you'll get cut too. And yeah. so they all backed down. Yeah. And so it it's took tactics. them another 17 years. Till last year, right? Till, yeah, last year. Wow. Where they were like, what are we doing? Right. Enough. And... And I'm thinking, you know, there will be a day when the next generation comes up to you and says, you know, what will you do differently? Yeah. Because there will. Yeah. They will need to do something about it. What will yeah. you tell them? Well, we're doing it. Right. <laughs> they just, well, we need to join hands. You know, our hands you. are open. Right. Yeah. I think a lot are going to say thanks. You know, no, we're, everyone is say, ready for this. Yeah, you know, and regardless of the lack of support we have on paper right now, in their hearts and in reality, they need what we're doing. Right. And they know that. And, you know, the AVP contract, you know, there are a lot of players in the world we want. We want ultimately this to service the Americans first. Because that's where our hearts are, you know, and American standing in the world is going down fast. It's a nice budding point for the sport. Yeah. It's going to blossom in the next five years. I've always wondered, like, how it hasn't blossomed, that tour. It's a bunch of beautiful bodies on a beach, half naked, playing a really exciting sport. There's music. It's There's such a great vibe to it. I'm like, how does this, of all sports, I would have said... I'll put my money into beach volleyball. I agree. I don't know. You know, well, leadership is obviously key in everything. Mm-hmm. And Leonard Armato um, is the one kind of private entity who is, he did great things for our sport. And he was pushed out and he left. He didn't do things perfectly, but he, he elevated the game for us. And ever since he left, um, however long ago, it's been like just on a downhill slide. But at the Olympics, volleyball is number one sport, right. beach and indoor combined. Yeah. Like that says a lot. That's why also with our, you know, P1440, we're bringing in the other elements because again, we know if we're just volleyball, we're not going to be, we're not going to thrive. You know, we need this to be financially viable. And so you mm-hmm. bring in the other components, you really service the community that we want to service. And, and you get they'll more have loyalty. eyeballs on it, people yeah. that have never seen it. You never see somebody exactly. come to a beach volleyball event and go, that was cool. Like, they're like, whoa, you're super close. Well, and you know, like, you've been to a tournament. Yeah. yeah so course. when you're watching a tournament, you are like an inch away from the athlete. You're, yeah. The access in yeah. our sport is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and that's really fun for that engagement. So yeah, I was probably flicking you. <laughs> well, get off me, will you? <laughs> no, but that our sport is really special. And so we feel like we have a great concept. We're not reinventing anything. We're just repackaging it and bringing in some other elements from other things that right. are thriving, you know? Can we talk about the mental side of your game and how that's impacted your success? It seems as though you've worked on that a lot. I have. But I don't know what I'm me, getting from me, it right now. <laughs> me and I were just saying. We were talking about three Olympics and like how mentally exhausting after playing for as long as we did it was. Oh, In a good way, but like how of hard course, it is. Yeah. And I was like, she's going for six <laughs> Olympics. And he was like, I know. Oh my gosh. You guys are rad. I get to a point where I was like, unless it's an Olympics, it sounds terrible, but it's the truth. If, if it's not an Olympic game or a World Cup, then really? Fuck. really? Like yeah. I am bored. 
I want like I want it to be for everything, or I don't want to play another yeah. friendly against Mexico. How do you deal with the the daily grind? Well, it's more like my heart. My heart is just in it still. Hmm. You know, you would think I just had my sixth shoulder surgery. I have three kids. I had to look in the mirror and I have my husband and my marriage is first and you know, all these things are so important, but I love it so much. Mm. And for me to commit to going for Tokyo, like I just, it's all about my heart, you know, and my body and my mind will catch up. But that's the fun part to me. Like the human development part and me learning who I am throughout this journey is my favorite part. And I'm not done with this platform for personal growth. That's mm-hmm. why this hiccup that I'm having with my insecurities, because I do work so much on my mindset. And if I do have this thought where I'm like, oh, you idiot, why'd you say that? Or, oh, why'd you make that mistake? Like I know how to pivot. And yet I, there's an undercurrent of just fear in me right now that I, I can't, I don't then understand. you're not going to be able to get out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the strategies you have to make that pivot? I mean, I'm just ultimately like a positive thinker. I'm not bullshitting. Like I really do believe these Mm -hmm. things. I remember getting hurt and like crying, being so sad and literally half an hour later, I'm like, yeah, like what am I going to get out of this? Like that's Mm -hmm. how I was raised. Mm -hmm. It's part of my nature, but I was raised that way. Um, Mike Gervais is with me at all times. You know, we've done a lot of work together. My sports Mm -hmm. psychologist, I listen to Abraham Hicks all the time. Law of attraction, you, you know, know type stuff. Mm-hmm. Interview her mom next, and you'll, you'll see it. <laughs> yeah, you'll see it. And I talk slow compared to my the mother. breathing, <laughs> the breathing after speaking. <laughs> you see it? She goes and goes, and then she has to take a breath. Refill. What's wrong with that? Is your mom really positive? Super. The reason super, I asked super. that is that after hanging out with Julie for a little while, I finally asked her. I said, "Where does your positivity come from?" Your mama? Yeah, that's You said rad. your mom. Yeah. The apple doesn't fall far. Well, when you have it modeled for you, and then you see it's real, and you see it works, and it's effective, I, I love it. I, don't, I mean, you have a choice, right? Be a cynic or be a positive person. Yeah. It's I'm just exactly such a no-brainer. Way. But again, the internal struggle. Yeah. I don't know. And I keep going. I'm like, Julie, tell me, what's the secret? Like, I want to ask everyone. And I know the it comes down to me. The secret is the best. I'll do it. <laughs> so you should be happy you're like that. Hey, thanks. It's comforting to know... You're not alone in a struggle, right? For sure. Because I think what you're doing is lonely. I was saying to Lynn on the way in here, I said, you know, I had teammates. I had a group always there. Like, yeah. you have gone through different partners, and you're always competing against each other. So I said, I actually used the word. I said, that must get lonely. Huh. Yeah. Right? And I can't even yeah. imagine, like, you know, going through all those changes and the ups and downs and the emotional roller coaster of just that relationships and partnerships. and Yeah. That's a lot. Well, because ultimately it's like the relationships that make it all worthwhile. Yeah. You know, and I love being part of a team. And at some point it felt so good to leave a big team to go to my little team. Mm -hmm. But if your little team is not working, then it's extremely lonely. And then that's why it's just so important to have that well-balanced life where you have a life outside of your sport, you know, because I have my sounding board here and the support here. But without that, it's, Yeah. yeah. So Carrie, when I had the amazing opportunity to interview you three years ago, One of the things that I so respected about you was how unapologetic you were about wanting to win. You know, yeah, I get called too competitive a lot. I get, you know, for a while I really, I felt like people were giving me a lot of shit for wanting to win and talking about it. And I really made people uncomfortable. And I know certain times with Misty, it would be uncomfortable if I said that, you know, like, no, we're going to win in April. Certainly it's, you know, it's like, you can't really say these things out loud. about men? I don't know. When Michael Jordan gave his uh, Hall of Fame induction speech, 
And he called out all the naysayers and he, and he just was so unapologetically himself and he's just a champion. He talks about it now, right. how, what a winner he is. And that liberated me from mm-hmm. feeling guilty about like, is it bad to want to win so bad or is it bad to talk about? I don't want to be cocky, obviously, like I'm insecure as the day is long. <laughs> But I, I'm confident at the right. same time, and I, I really believe that you have to speak it. I think I say it because I want some accountability. Right. You know, and if I tell yeah. you and you, like, I'm not full of shit. Don't just dream you know? of saying it, right? No, exactly. And I want to walk my talk, you know? And so I think, yeah, I think that helps me, you know? And then, but then it's like, okay, it just keeps me focused. You know, what's really, what do you want? So if you've been on this quadrennial cycle, what are you guys going to do <laughs> when there's no more Olympics? Oh, we're going to have so much fun. <laughs> Two decades, though, of that grind. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Our family is so tight, and we just want to hang so much, and it's going to be so fun to figure everything else out, you know? But I want to live a diverse life. Like, it's going to be nice to have more than just vanilla in my bowl, you know? Like, it'll be fun to have other things that we're chasing and creating. But I just, you know, ultimately, I want to be close to my family. I want quality time with them. I want to be fit and healthy. I want to live inspired and inspire, like... So whatever we do, whatever I do, I want God, it to be centered on that. Tattoo that on my forehead uh-huh. right now. <laughs> Say that again. I want to live inspired. I want to inspire. Yes. Let's talk about Positivity Project. Thank you. you. I mean, in the midst of all you're doing. Oh, man. <laughs> the fact, this is what I love about you, Carrie. Like the fact that you're able to, to grind it out and train to do this other amazing project which you're launching because you're like it's not good enough what we're doing so we're going to do something about it and then you have the time to like dedicate to these amazing groups like the positivity project and i know that's not the only one you work with but i i i love that group as well well. they're rad mike Irwin is someone who is near and dear to our hearts he's just he's on to something and he's changing lives and you know teaching kids about their character strengths and you know what is perseverance what is you know integrity mean and then having these kids have this dialogue around these beautiful things and allowing them to see it in their you know in their peers and it's just uniting the world and instead of like people pointing the finger and saying what's wrong with you it's like really kind of allowing kids to get to know themselves better and i love him and if someone's doing something right and i can support i do nothing for them so do they All structure do. it within the curriculum like a schools they teach the teachers how to teach the curriculum okay and it's genius so you go to a weekend seminar you're you get all all the materials are free um and it's just it's literally a game changer it's free it's all free for the you have to pay for the training but then you are fully supported in every imaginable way you get Mm. videos you get the materials written down you get the paperwork it's beautiful and you You spent time with some of the kids right i did oh man i mean literally i'm in a kindergarten classroom and these kids are talking about perspective well, how old are you in kindergarten? Five, six? Yeah. And, you know, they have that, the picture of the bunny that could be a horse on this side and a bunny on that side. And, you know, and they're li- literally figuring out perspectives. So when they come into a problem and they're like, but I saw it this way, you saw it this way, uh-huh. instead of hating each other. So I just fully support the Positivity Project. And I'm so grateful that you enjoy it as well. And thank you for letting me talk about it. I wish, too, that they'd add that to sports. Totally. We train kids to kick a ball or to hit a ball or whatever the sport is on a court. I don't find there's much talk about how you become not just a better athlete, but more importantly, a better human being in the process. You kind of cross your fingers and hope that the coach will do it. But those coaches are few and far between, I think. Yeah. That's why, you know, you you have amazing groups like the Positive Coaching Alliance. Absolutely. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah. But it's like, God, that should be standard. 
being a good person never goes out of style, right? <laughs> and having integrity and just, you know, knowing your values and having values. Yeah. Um, I just, I really, I dig that stuff. So we have a lot of Olympic experience at this table. I would like to play a little game called Olympian for a Day. So oh. it's a little rapid fire about okay, your experiences. I'm going to go. You guys do it. I'm going to go. We're good. We're good. I love you, Barry King. I love you. Thanks for joining the party. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you want me to get Scotty? At 2.30? the boys? No, I told her after the boys. Yeah, I'll get her. Can we help you? You're good. Okay. Take your time. No, we'll be I love you. Here. And then we have basketball at 5. Joey has no soccer. God, this yeah, is my life right here. I love you. Thanks for sitting. And what time do they have basketball? That's what fun. is the soccer? And what is the? <laughs> I know. Casey is a master sports calendar. Is he? Yes. You come to my house, Casey. Which I appreciate, but I hate not having it on my person. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Rapid fire. Olympian for a day. Ooh. Favorite Olympics. Oh, jeez. London. That venue was amazing. It was ridiculous. Are you answering All these questions too? All your venues are amazing. I know. I mean, seriously. We're so lucky. I'm sorry. We're at the Copacabana <laughs> this, this year. Oh, we yeah, We got lucky. Oh, my God. I know. London. I couldn't even get into that damn venue. What? Even with my press pass I and know everything. people. <laughs> do you? Do they know who you? I know Carrie. Oh, my gosh. You can be my sister. I have tickets. They, um. Shut your mouth. No, I have but a press pass, more fun but at the they bar closed it down to. because they couldn't fit any more press. Oh, really? Yeah, they closed I like the press that Problem. Yeah, I know. It's a good problem. Yeah. Like, no, London was my favorite because the last one with Mist, we won, mm-hmm. and I was a mommy, and my whole my, my boys were there. It was and, fun. and you were pregnant, as and a I was mommy. at Scotty was coming. Oh yeah, God. Yeah. To this day, I am one. still like I bow to you. Oh, How many months pregnant? Three? No, no, I was barely pregnant. Uh, yeah, I think by the end of the Olympics, I was six weeks. I remember interviewing you at that Olympics, and you were like. I just, I'm so tired. I don't feel well. Oh no! Well, yes. So, did you have this when you were pregnant? When you would sneeze or something, you felt you got stabbed in the stomach. Yes. So that's how I realized I was pregnant. There, I went to sneeze, and it was hurting me so bad. So I like kicked, uh, like froze up, and I threw out a rib before a game. Oh my! And I literally, we played that night, and I was at practice, and I was like, oh shit, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't move. I'm like, I'm pregnant. I know, because it hurts when I it sneeze. Was exactly, because I only had that with my boys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Cause I, and then it turns out after that, I was like, that is why she was she tired was and didn't up. feel well. I know. Well, and I wasn't sleeping. so, I so wasn't afraid of any of that because I didn't have that with my boys. I didn't have any morning sickness. I wasn't tired until a little bit later. Oh, but gosh. yeah, scouty girl, those girls are different. My favorite, favorite Olympics? Olympics? Um, Atlanta, 96. <gasps> Because we were at home. First one for women's soccer. That's ginormous. We had no idea what playing at home actually meant. How was that? Did that make it easier or harder? Uh, Easier. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you get on a plane and they'd be like, before you'd be like, oh, we're the U.S. You know, soccer team. They'd be like, oh, cool. Sweet. But if you, you were like, we're the U.S. Olympic team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, say It's my favorite song. <laughs> That's so rad. Your crew is so rad. I know. I mean, lightning in a bottle. I know. We do have a great group. It's yeah. Neat. Very lucky. Yeah. Okay, what's your next one? Where do you keep your medals? Uh, they're all upstairs. I think they're in my closet. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Underwear drawer. Casey has one. Are yours too? Yeah. How yeah, funny. You know what's funny is I ask this a lot, and I would say 90% of us, they're in drawers, which is kind of sad, actually. I know. I know, truly. Where are they going to put them? I know. But yeah. Sometimes my kids, I, they're, I'm like, what do you got on? 
<laughs> I was like, where'd you find that? I gave one to my parents. My my first gold medal, I gave it to my parents. Oh, yeah. And my dad put it in a safe for like 10 years. And they just gave it back to me like a year ago. I was like, I don't want it back. You guys earn this more than me. But yeah, it's kind of sad that they... But that's not even the point of them. It's kind of perfect because it's like, it's not about that. Right. Clearly. Just, but they are beautiful. I love handing them around to kids, and they're like, "It's my favorite." Aww. Yes, that's the only time they come out, really. Yeah, parents nice. with kids. Yeah, it's pretty special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What really goes down in the athletes' village? <laughs> we hit the road, so I don't even know any stories. I just remember sitting in the dining hall and going, "There's a lot of beautiful people oh, walking it's, around." It's nuts. Well, some people are done the first hour of the Olympics. Some people are done before opening ceremonies. And so we never stay there, which I say there one Olympics. And the energy rises, rises, rises every day. And ultimately, like, you need a sacred space at the Olympics. Like, the you energy need is off. a great way of putting it. Yeah. The noise. Yeah. And it's party. primal and it's real <laughs> and it's four years of either frustration or glory. Right. Like, it's, yeah. But walking around the Olympic <laughs> Village is my most, and sitting in the dining hall is yeah. my favorite thing about it. Like, yeah. you see God at work. Like, you see people who are literally barely four feet tall. Best in the world. Tall as a house. Best in the world. Wide as a house. Yep. Best in the world. Toothpick. And it's like, damn, it's just up to us to, you know, make the most. True. Uh, what Olympics had the best food? Oh. Actually, I wouldn't know that either because we didn't stay there that long. Like at the village? Or yeah. just... Or, yeah, maybe just in general. Where'd you eat the best? Man, let me think. I, yeah, China was probably the bottom. Actually, we stayed at a Hilton in China. It was really nice. Um, okay, in London, they had <laughs> what uh, scones with double cream. Oh, my God. Tea mm. time. If you've never experienced it, I don't even know what to say. It's, I have. It's heaven. Yeah. And after every one, I would have one. I'm married to a Brit. So oh, hell. They love their scones. But what's up with their scones? But like the fresh scones. ones. Oh. But have you had the double cream? Uh, with some Earl Grey? Oh, I my hell. I have had the double you cream. You need to. Did you go to the AT&T Family Village at the 2000 Olympics? <laughs> I did. I did. That's where Misty and I got together, really. Really? Yeah, that was the start of us. Oh, really? That was incredible. Oh, my God. On was the it harbor. on the water? Yeah, Sydney yeah. Harbor. My parents didn't leave Fresh that place. Lobster. I did not see my parents for the entire Olympics. <laughs> like, and so I kept funny. going, where are you guys? Why don't you want to hang? They're like, oh, we're at the AT&T house. <laughs> full bar we're all the time. Grinding. Lobster. I mean, full food. I can't even imagine how. Like hundreds of millions they must have spent on this because yeah. they were feeding all friends and family. Yeah. And it was like every family member I knew or friend they, was there. <laughs> they learned their lessons since then and now they don't do it. Now it's like Fort Knox to get it. into these places. No, I do remember and that. And it was on the yeah. water. And yeah. when we lost, I was like, <laughs> I know where I'm going. <laughs> why Why didn't we lose early? If I know we were going to lose. And this, oh, was the, this was the reward. Oh, man. I remember when you guys lost. That made me so, so oh, sad. I In one word, what does it feel like to represent the United States? You go first. What's the feeling? What does I it know. feel like? Magical. Oh, it is pretty magical. It really is. <laughs> So I'm going to say bad ass, mm-hmm. which is one word, right? Look at that as one. Absolutely. It's one not word. a hyphen. It's no. together, right? That's one word. Because I'm just such a proud American. And so often, I don't know if you have this experience as well. Like I honestly think of our service members mm-hmm. and Casey's always like, when you go into a situation where you're nervous, or whatever, it's just 
remind, remind yourself of the army behind you. Aww. And I think of our country and I think of obviously my people within the country and man, our country is so badass. Makes me really proud. That's a great thought. Yeah. Oh, is that beautiful? With Casey, yes. yes. Like, think of them. He's You're playing to them. He's a genius. He's a good one. He's a keeper. Even though he's judging me in my breathing and talking. <laughs> what is wrong what with my breathing? Shit. <laughs> I can't help it. Okay, most pressing. Okay. And then high low chair. Oh. And then we're Last done. two. Oh, okay. Most pressing questions, Carrie. Oh, oh, goodness. I feel like we need a music graphic to go with it. Um, I sense that. I just didn't have any. What question do you get asked the most? Oh. How you doing, Misty? (laughs) (laughs) Or Christy? Hi, Mia. (laughs) No. Ah, I'm in proud company. My daughter has been dying to meet you, Mia. Oh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. That's amazing. But I'm Judy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. You haven't even met. That, oh, and they call you. I have no doubt in my life she's never gotten that. Hey, Carrie, there's no way. I almost want to change my name. <laughs> if you had a nickel for every person who tells you how tall you are, oh, gosh. how many commas would you have in that salary? Oh, there, I mean, there would be uh, at least two. Excuse me. At least two. I do have um, nickname Envy, though, with the oh, six feet of sunshine. you do not. I do. You, it doesn't really like, roll off the tongue, does it? Six feet of sunshine. <laughs> it's not like, hey, five and a half feet of sunshine. Oh, true. It pays to be tall in certain situations. <laughs> What's your nickname? You got one? Um, Judy, aside from Judy. Judy Foodie. Um... Rowdy, what was your favorite? Fa- rowdy, fowdy, like loudy, fowdy. My go-to, Julia Gulia. When you competed, what were you known for? Loud. Okay. I love that. I have good vocal cords. You're a cheerleader? I'm, I've just been blessed with... I'm not always cheering. I sometimes get a little <laughs> bit nasty. expressing? I'm expressive. Would you rather win one more Olympic gold medal or... Hit the jackpot, and you win seven hundred fifty million dollars. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really hard. Why can't I do both? <laughs> by the bylaws of the Would You Rather game, you can only choose one. I I cannot say that I would choose to fail. I knew you would say this, I, But I know, but do I really mean it? This is the insecurity I'm going with. Do I really mean that? Because <laughs> I know life would be different. Ooh. No, I can't. No. Jackpots come in different forms. Yeah, no. I think I think I would wa- I, I want to win. <laughs> and then I'll just win a 500 million jackpot. I don't you need the 750. No, I want to win a gold medal. Yeah. I want I want to achieve what I set out to achieve. Yeah. I told Lynn you would, you would say that. In my stage of my life, I was like, hell yes, I'll take the jackpot. When you were in it, what? No, if I was in it, I said I would say the same thing. And you'd mean it, right? Yeah. That's why I asked her. I said, that's, right before Athens, if you were asked that question. Right. I would have said that. Well, that's why it's interesting. This age of my life and the experiences I've had, it's like, there's a bit of a waiver. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, ooh, that would set me up for the rest of my life. Well, and this tour that we're building, yeah, and exactly. Children, That's and all what these I was things, thinking. And it's yeah. like, oh, 
It was meant to I, be tough. It, we had to really think, like, what would be something that would compare to an Olympic gold medal? So we really, like, we got to make this hard. We got to put that number well, high. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, yeah. How about a million dollars? Olympic gold medal, a million dollars. I mean, that's easy. Come on. Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Okay, final, final thing. I do this with my kids around the dinner table. It's called high, low, cheer. Okay. We do it with their high of the day, low of the day, and something that they're cheering about, like someone did something nice or a moment that was really cool. Yeah. So your high, low, cheer of your career. Oh, God. Okay. I think the high of my career is that I've had the career that I've had so far. Mm-hmm. Is that a legal That's answer? That's a great answer. Okay. Because it all fits and it's all beautiful flow and I've just learned so much. My low has been after Rio, since Rio, really, trying to figure out what the fuck to do with that bronze in my head, in my heart. Mm. It's been really gnarly. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Do you think if it had been gold, you would have stopped? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But but no, I don't know. No, I don't think so, actually, to be honest with you. Because what's fueling me now is not the bronze. It's the love, you know? Mm-hmm. So, no, it would have been easier. It's like once you have your boy and your girl, it's easier to have, you know, mm-hmm. no more kids. But um, no, I'd be going for more. But that it just hurts my heart. <laughs> Oh, I know. I still sit Damn. on my, I call it white gold, my silver medal from the, I know. our silver medal from 2000. And I, so what do you think was probably harder? What do you think? Is winning a bronze harder than winning a silver? I know. I don't know. Because just making it there is so fun, right? Yeah. yeah. To the finals. I mean, that's all you ever want to do. Yeah. And then go and earn it. I know. It's hard. Losing just sucks. Can I just tell you though, I rank that as one of the best sporting matches games I've ever watched. Yeah, 99 World awesome. Cup, Leitner hitting game oh, wow. winner against Kentucky, that bronze medal match. Wow. How much heart you and April had. I, to so me, you, you won gold. That's really nice of you to say that. There was so there's so much beauty to it. And it's just reconciling the beauty with the heartache, I think. Such a mental game. And that's the I mean that's the next frontier for me, certainly is again, I'll never get there, but just just the mental side of things. Like I want to own me and own my mistakes. Why will you never get there? Well, because I'm I'm always a work in progress, right? Oh, yeah. There's no. I'm not going to just peak. No. And stop. No. Yeah. That's the beauty of the growth mindset. Exactly. There's so much life. Yeah. My hero. I love oh, her. Oh yeah. How about a cheer? Career cheer. The way I'm supported in my life with my people yeah. is just. It makes it all just right. happen. So starting with my parents and then. All across the board. And being a woman now, chasing these dreams, like my girlfriends are just everything. And my husband's so supportive. It's just, it doesn't work without the village, you know. My village is dope. My village is dope. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say it like that? Yes. My village is dope. I so love that. I'm making a t-shirt like that. That's my takeaway. It takes a village and it takes... A courageous soul like Carrie to blaze that trail. And that's what she's doing. And that is so hard. Think about that. It would have been so much easier for her to stay with the AVP tour, as Casey was saying, secure financially, secure with her sponsors, ride off into the sunset going into her last Olympics. And yet 
she knows that things need to change and it's messy and it's hard and it's lonely and it's brave. And the next generation is going to thank her. Ugh, it's just, I, I, I can't say enough about her bravery in doing that. Yeah, no doubt, Jules. My takeaway carries positivity. She truly is one of the most positive people I've ever come across in my life. I admire how she uses positive thinking and works at it to drown out negative thoughts. And that's something that I think I can apply even more in my own life. I admire how Carrie follows her heart and goes after her dreams with everything she's got. That's right. Amen to that. So those are our takeaways, but we want to know yours. So tweet me at Julie Foudy and hashtag it laughter permitted. Also, tell us who's in your dope village. We actually should start that hashtag as well. Hashtag Dope Village. So as we close out the show, a big thanks to my friend and singer-songwriter, Kate Diaz. And as I like to point out, a Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy alumni for our awesome theme music. And you can find more of her music on Spotify. All right, that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you like what you hear, don't forget, subscribe. We're told that's pretty important. And we'll know it's more than just the Fowdies and the old Zowies listening. And as always, remember, sing it with us, kids. Laughter Laughter permitted. How you doing, Misty? Thanks, everyone, for taking the time to listen and to our supporters. So one last shout out to Ally, because the fact is only 8% of people trust their bank. Get that, 8%. And yet most of us never bother looking elsewhere. Money means having options, and that's another fact. For example, options to start a business, quit your job, start a family, retire the way you want, or simply leave a legacy. Ally knows you deserve better, and their mission is to be just that. As women, I think this is something, honestly, we don't talk enough about, and we should all be paying attention to our money and where we put it. So look them up. Ask your friends. Ask your teammates. Check out the online reviews, because when it comes to your money and everything you've worked so hard for, your house, your car, your future, are you getting everything you want, or are you merely satisfied? Give Ally a call. When you call Ally, you can chat with a real person 24-7, even on weekends and holidays. For more information, visit ally.com, A-L-L-Y.com, Ally Bank, member FDIC.